You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. mercy and peace are yours from the triune God. So I had planned to preach a sermon today on on a week in the life of your pastor and how today's gospel reading kept popping up for me throughout my week. But that was before I knew how this week would end. That was before I woke up today, today to the news that early this morning a lone gunman attacked Pulse, a gay nightclub in Orlando, killing 50 people thus far and critically injuring at least 53 others. The news of such unspeakable tragedy left me speechless for hours. I first reacted to the news of this, what is without a doubt the worst mass shooting in this nation's history, by quite literally pulling the covers over my head and in an attempt to wall myself off from the rest of the world. Since hiding with just a few select friends in a compound deep in the mountains didn't seem like an option. (laughs) I then thought of all the mothers and fathers in Orlando and throughout the country whose Sunday morning started with the terrible announcement that their sons and daughters had died on a dance floor. In light of the awful juxtaposition of the joy of dancing and the heinousness of mass murder, I had no words. I pulled out my phone, though, and I read your curies and your prayers and your words of protest, yet I still felt like I had nothing to add. But, you know, I think that's okay. As your pastor, sometimes I give you words, and sometimes you give them to me. And so it was that this morning, Paula gave me words. Paula, one of our housemates who helped make our shrine today, posted on Facebook, dance. Dance without ceasing even even in a world that could kill you. I can't think of a better way to summarize the gospel for today than that. In today's reading, which we just heard from the Gospel of Luke, we meet a woman who danced in the face of fear, much like the hundreds of men and women who showed up at Pulse last night. We know very little about this woman, except that her community called her sinful. It's often said that she was a prostitute, which is funny because the text doesn't say that. There's no mention of what her actual sin was. Which leaves me wondering how much of her sin was of her own doing and how much she was the target of religious and systemic hatred. Much like in the LGBT community today, the important information in this gospel is is that she was defined as sinful by her community. She lived in a world marked by glaring faces, 
conspicuous whispering and finger-wagging. So a woman who we are told was of the city and a sinner enters a dinner party thrown by the pious religious authorities of the day, and you can just feel how uncomfortable her beautiful, unapologetic, embodied presence made the supposedly good people feel. The nice church folks rebuked her, and yet Jesus did not. Jesus commended her. Jesus saw in someone who had experienced so much alienation, one who knew how to draw close to him. With her whole body and her whole story and her whole heart, she drew close to the Lord like only someone who had had her life could do. And the people for whom life was easy found, found this, uh, shall we say, uncomfortable. Yet she defiantly walks into a dinner party filled with those who would judge her, and she lavishly kisses the feet of Jesus, washes them with her hair, and anoints them with perfume. In the face of so much judgment and in a world that could literally kill her, she steps out onto the dance floor and dances without ceasing. She refuses to stay walled off in a prison of fear for what others will think of her and what others may very well do to her. And she leans into the promise of God's grace. By stepping into that party, she reflected into that room what Jesus calls faith. In a room likely darkened by the size of what is this world coming to and this sinful generation, she reflects the light of faith. Faith, which Jesus defines in the story as a defiantly free and open way of living in the light of God's forgiveness. That whatever sin still clung to her and that still clings to all of us isn't too big for God. God's forgiveness is bigger than our sin, and therefore human sin is not an impediment to living a full and free life. Jesus calls us to live our lives openly, freely, and defiantly in the face of a world that tells us that we're better off when we turn in on ourselves, when we protect what's ours, a world that says we're safer if we hide who we really are, a world that tells us that we're smarter if we vigilantly scan our surroundings, literally and metaphorically, to determine who to target before we are targeted. In a terrorized world, we are told we're better off when we fear without ceasing. But the gospel of Jesus Christ tells us no. To fear without ceasing is to forfeit the gift of life and to squander the freedom of grace. The gospel implores us to dance to dance without ceasing. It implores us to dance without ceasing in a world that could very well kill us. You know, I love where Jesus says in this gospel, I tell you her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. Forgiveness releases love, like little bits of love at a time, 
slowly, like opening a bottle of Pepsi, so we can breathe freely and live freely. Freedom and forgiveness keep us from having to live bottled up where our love goes flat and inevitably turns to fear. You know what? You know, when Omar Mateen saw two men kissing openly and freely, he wasn't able to see that act of love in the light of forgiveness. Omar, the shooter uh, this morning, couldn't believe that God invites us to forgive what we don't understand and what we don't like. Omar, like so many of us, thought he had to fix the sin he perceived in the world. Love and forgiveness and freedom are just too dangerous when we're afraid of sin. And I understand that. I understand that love and forgiveness just feel too scary and too dangerous because they are. Forgiveness and the love and freedom it unleashes are risky. They don't protect us. Love and forgiveness and freedom take us out onto the dance floor, even in a world where dancing could kill us. Yes, love and forgiveness and freedom can feel dangerous, but in reality, they give us the life that God implanted in us from the very start. They give us a life, not a life that continually contracts, but that is continually expanding, always opening always being free to love more and more and more. The love and forgiveness and freedom of God gives us a life where we can defiantly go out dancing to the very end. Amen.